a lot of people are hiding behind your brand, but actually they are not successful on their own. Hi everyone, welcome to the second episode of the Aussie News Organization podcast. My name is Divyanshi and I will be your host along with Josephine. Today we will continue from where we left off last time where Josephine asked Miss Alison Nam, Director of Sales at Techstars, and how to be more confident in selling yourself. We will also delve a little bit more into self-branding, the office social relationships, as well as what Alison looks out for in a new employee. We we have done many great things. We have to like say it, and we have to be able to sell ourselves. And like, do you have any advice? Maybe like any tips on how you have like gotten to that place where you are confident enough to kind of sell yourself? And I think the fundamental thing is you know to sell yourself. You have to like yourself. So first thing you have to have a lot of self love in order to actually sell yourself. Um, because if you don't love yourself, you cannot. You know, it's like selling a product that you don't even believe in. Right. That's, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, so you need to really be uh, spending time in that spiritual conversation and really have self-love of yourself. And that will amplify and show it very naturally when you tell people what great things that you are doing or have done. Mm. I mean, it seems like throughout this conversation, this, there's this occurring theme of self-awareness. Oh, yeah. Self-love, self-compassion, and like taking care of yourself because like no one else would, basically. And like, you know, knowing what environments to enter into, knowing how to pivot your career and just liking yourself, like you mentioned. Would you say that, you know, well, because we are talking about, you know, finding employment out of the pandemic and we are looking at fresh graduates with like maybe who don't have that much relevant working experience, like some of our audience, you know, have the issue. Like, would you say, how, how do we use that self-awareness to kind of build our own traits that maybe would be, you know, likable to employers? Okay, first thing you have to learn about this skill of self-awareness so the moment you wake up what do you say to yourself first right and what do you do first um my system is when i first wake up i always say thank god for a new day right so it's all all about being thankful yeah so that's one then the other thing is really being self-aware is about knowing that you're thinking where, what are you thinking? Where are you thinking? A lot of times we have actually two conversations in our head, right? Mm. So, you know, when somebody reacted certain things to you, you think, oh, that person don't like me, you know, I've done something wrong. Oh no, how should I, you know, react kind of thing? And you just go spiral down and everything else is being clouded by it. Mm. So I think having to break away from depression, you know, seeing people who are depressed and on drugs around me and their mindset, you know, I, I really realized the importance of having that awareness of the dialogue that you have with yourself in your head. That's fundamentally important. Be very aware and ask yourself the first thing when you wake up, am I aware? Am I aware of my thoughts, right? So who I am. So again, it's about that deeper conversation, being aware. So once you're aware, then you're aware of the words that you're saying or the conversations that you're having and creating that positive self-love right. you're not aware you can't self-love aware that you're talking to yourself and you're talking only nice things to yourself nobody will why are we so harsh to ourselves versus being harsh to other people right a lot of the words we say to ourselves we will never say to someone else or like <laughs> exactly. and yeah. women have this problem right i don't know about men mm. but generally i think that's a fundamental so wake up in the morning have a system create a habit that is of positive uh, impact to your life right 
So create a habit. Wake up in the morning, say good morning. Mm -hmm. uh, this is going to be a great day. Do your yoga, do your exercise, create the positive vibes. And I don't know whether you guys have read this book called Atomic Habits. So I really, really recommend everybody okay. to read this book. It is it's a very so fun, good very good book. And I love it. Me read it because he yeah, really liked it. Correct. So I think whatever that the book has written makes perfect sense. And I actually really do believe in it. So yeah, um, self awareness is number one for self to the path of self love. Mm. Is that you're thinking like you've been successful throughout your career but do you think no. when you changed your <laughs> when you changed the way you think that made you feel better about the success that you've had like at Jamie Morgan you're making a lot of money but yes you I'm a lot more happier than I ever been because I'm not a brand mm. yeah okay you get what I mean yeah. it, a lot of people are hiding behind a brand but actually they are not successful on their own. Versus if, yeah. Is it about like the individual portfolio as well? Absolutely. More than that. Yeah. Correct. So we are not the company. For sure. Hmm. So going back to the fundamental question, at this point in your career, do not think that you should work for a big company or you should be working for a small company because fundamentally is you're not the company. You're building live blocks. Right. You're thinking of an, like you're thinking of, of yourself as an individual rather than just as, as a worker as well. Yes. Yeah. So I you mean, are the product. Yeah, I mean, like it, it's a problem with, with a lot of industries, especially with professionals, I guess. Like you get attached with like yeah. with your company name and no. whatnot. So awareness, just talking about the building blocks, right? So the first building block is knowing your strengths. That's the first block. And what you like and what will drive your passion. First block. Second block is self-awareness, having a system that allows you to be aware of when you're actually going spiral down and listening to the wrong voice in your head. Then the third block is self-love, right? And then the fourth block is really about the mindset shift that you are the product, you are not the company, right? Mm. So from there, you these are all the fundamental blocks and then you just stack it up with the new life skills that you build up. Skills like, you know, I can now do elevated pitch. Somebody is willing to give me a million dollars. And I can juggle my family and my mm. uh, work very well. So you just kind of build up the block. But the fundamental block is very important. The first three, I would say, is, is where you kind of have to really be very focused on building. The first three blocks is very important. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like the first three blocks is basically what life lessons we learned when we were younger. Like that's what you learn when you, when you go to college and like when you graduate and when you have the existential crisis of like, will I find a job? Like, you know, you start to question yourself, like, do I even want to do what I studied? And like, it's definitely a very important question that I guess everyone in, everyone in our youth organization has to kind of ask themselves. And like, we, we hope that what, um, the people that listen in to our podcast also <laughs> gain that self-awareness because that, that seems to be a very important occurring theme here that, you know, self-awareness, self-orientation, self-love and like, putting yourself first basically because realizing that you're no longer a child like no one else is going to look out for you except yourself I mean we, we talked a lot about people like having person skills like being able to talk to people being able to sell yourself that is kind of like the opposite of um, doing things to boost up your resume like being a paper skills person I don't, I don't know if, if that's the right phrase to use but basically um, looking good on paper versus looking good in real life like how do you do we have to apply for certain things to boost our resume or like our resume is not that important or like things like grades? Yeah. Okay. So honestly, as a fresh grad, 
your resume is not the fundamental criteria for consideration. Mm. Um, when people actually hire fresh grads, right, they don't expect you um, to have much of a, your, your skill sets will be limited, right? So the value that you can bring, at the end of the day, when I hire someone, it's about what value can you bring me? How can you help me grow my company? How can you generate new revenue for me? Mm. Can, how can you help me to generate new revenue, right? Um, so these are the three questions an employee would think from their lens, right? So as a fresh grad, you know, you're competing with a global workforce, uh, work pool. So how are you going to stand out? So for me, um, when I actually consider a, uh, hiring a fresh grad, I would think about fundamental question. Does a fresh grad have something that another fresh grad does not have, right? There's a comparison because that's, that's human nature. And that's where the awareness uh, of what is your strength and actually really taking the steps to amplify this strength is very important. You know, if you say that your strength is about human interaction, you know, you're actually able to connect with people, you are able to empathize with people, show it. Mm-hmm. Don't just write it down, you know, show it. I think this goes very well with that imagery of the building blocks that you mentioned earlier. I think it makes so much sense that you have to sit and figure out step by step what you're good at and how you can improve that. Because at the end of the day, when you're just starting out as a fresh grad, there's not really much experience, much else that you can say that will sell you. Yeah, exactly. So you kind of have to be very con- conscious that you're, you're competing with a very large pool, right? So um, how do you show it? Like, for example, if you are actually one who actually loves to connect with people, you know, really create um, a blog or um, create it, you know, your Instagram account is not going to be all about you, please, you know? <laughs> Uh, I mean, that's that, all advice yeah that's very good advice <laughs> yeah exactly so who cares you know I don't want to know about you I want to know about what is your strength that I see when I log into your Instagram page that's an advice we can all use actually yeah. I've seen quite a, lot, quite a lot of annoying I people I don't want to see all your selfies yeah? I'm not that interested but if you show me in your Instagram that you were here helping this old lady or you were doing some activities you know volunteer work whatsoever right don't put it on paper you have to show and tell yeah it, i mean a, a lot of the times like we think that resume is everything especially with like fresh grads because we're we're just out we don't have any other like relevant skills so definitely we might be paying too much attention to the resume part and not so much in the real life experiences i mean the the next question i have for you is like how do you also navigate office politics and like relation char- relationship challenges in the workplace because like, that's another that's another huge obstacle yeah okay as a young grad when you come and join a company we, be it whether big or small know the energy dynamics is your number one rule for first week of work okay mm-hmm. so who is the decision maker uh, who are the people around the decision maker right no one person you know whether CEO or, you know, COO will make a decision on his own. He will always seek advice from his trusted party. So know who are the trusted party, the dynamics of the energy in a sense of who is happy and who's not happy there, mm. right? And be very mindful about having the conversations with a toxic colleague versus a positive colleague. Mm. Because human beings are social animals, right? So when you start your work and you're actually affinity your affinity is very important um so if you are associated with the wrong group you know so that's going to be challenging as you navigate that mm. i mean would the workplace would sorry would they be generally clickish or like yes or we try to avoid that oh is that a good um, thing 
workplace has clicked, mm. right? It's human dynamic. So it is a good thing as you build out your building blocks of life skill to observe and to make a decision based on your observation. Yeah. I won't keep saying that clicks will end out of high school, but it's interesting no. to hear that it's just going to follow you <laughs> when you go. <laughs> so what do you think should be our expectation like when you first enter the workforce? So the expectation is I do not expect anyone to contribute in the first month of their employment as a fresh grad. I will expect my new employee to be observers. So be very mindful about observing rather than speaking. Don't be so eager to impress because it will actually backfire. Do you have any like personal anecdotes on that? Because I feel, or like personal experiences with like watching people yes. try to impress. So I, staff, I think it'd be really funny. Yeah, I've got staff, fresh grad, you know, very... Mm, very eager to impress me. When you're actually in a new environment, you want to be able to bring the mindset of being part of a team and being able to contribute, right? No one expects you to contribute in the first month. That's number one expectation because you are blank piece of paper. Mm. Right? Don't be too eager to contribute because by saying things that you know people will set a wrong impression, it takes three seconds to set an impression. There's only one chance on your first month. So be very, very careful about setting the wrong impression right. within your first month. Be an observer. Don't rush into impressing. Uh, right. Number two is, as you observe, then you have to start questioning yourself. How can this be improved upon? It's easy to come to me with a problem, but can you tell me the solution? Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the second month that you need to think about. How do you think this place can be better? Right. Or certain processes that you think you know, might be improved upon. So don't rush into, yeah, don't rush into things because at the end of the day, think from the perspective of value. Mm. Yeah, how much can you can, yeah. yeah. How much you can give to the company as well. Correct. I mean, yeah, because it, it feels like uh, when we kind of rush into maybe like internships and whatnot, we feel this pressure to obviously impress our bosses a lot. But especially if internships, like some of them can be quite short. So then that's where the problem comes in. You also, you also mentioned about um, giving a good first impression. Do you have any like qualities that we you know we should show other than being observant? Um, the first impression is around um, participation and engagement. So if you observe but you don't you don't engage, that's also a problem, right? So engaging as in you know asking questions sensibly and having interaction. You know you ask me one question, then I give you the answer. Then you ask another question. But you have to go deep. The biggest problem that I, I, I think youngsters have is they don't, know, they don't ask deep questions, afraid that they will offend the other party. But if you don't mm. ask, you will never be able to help me to find a solution to something that I, did, I wasn't even aware of. Right. So the, there's that kind of element of courage as well. Correct. The element mm. of courage as well. If you want to stay in a job for the long term, in your first job, at least two to three years, that's the minimum I expect of anybody to stay in their first job. Yeah. Do not mm. quit after six months, you know. That looks really bad on the resume. Yeah, so the minimum that you want to stay in the first job is about two to three years. And for you to sustain that two to three years, you have to, you know, bring in the right mindset. Then. Yeah, it feels like a lot of this um, conversation kind of naturally falls around self-awareness as well. Like the courage and I guess that's kind of like the cultural flaw in most Asians, like the lack of courage, lack of confidence. It's something we can obviously work on and definitely can improve on. Yeah, and we definitely have to sell ourselves better. That's that's the main takeaway from this and like know ourselves better as well. Yeah. Divian, should you have any other questions you want to ask? Um, I think I just want to figure out what do you think are your last recommendations for youths entering the workforce? 
So for young graduates who are in the lookout for new jobs, my recommendation is to not be following your classmates <laughs> or your schoolmates. <gasps> you know, for example, if you were to, you know, you have your best friends, right? Then they are, uh, they want to go into this field of work and they are applying to this job. The natural instinct is that you want to follow them because it's the comfort. So my recommendation is, uh, the last recommendation is don't be a follower. As a closing remark, I just want to say three points. So don't be a follower, uh, number one. Number two is bring your awareness in your job search. Number three is really spend that half an hour and really write down what you are good at and focus on what you are good at and really passionate about. Ask other people what you're good at as well. Mm. It's easy to just ask yourself, but that third piece of asking people to validate whether what you're good at is really, you know, from their observation is also the same. It's very important. Thank you so much, Alison. It was so interesting to hear that such a large part of just figuring out what you want to do and be is just self, self-talking, self-figuring out, just being more on a self-love phase with yourself. Both Joe and I, and I'm sure all of the listeners, really, really enjoyed hearing all of your experience. Our next episode will now be on mental health. So thank you so much for hearing our first installment. Please also follow the AYOSG social media pages. Our Instagram is uh, AYOSG and AYOASEAN, as well as our Facebook, which is ASEAN Youth Organization Singapore. And thank you so much, Alison, again.